Welcome to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me again is today, today is Sister Felicity from the Dominican Sisters of the Immaculate Conception. Um, as I sometimes call them the Polish Dominicans, um, as we, it is originally, a, it's a Polish congregation. Right. So, yeah. We were founded in Poland, but we're very international. Yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have houses all over the world and sisters from Cameroon also locations obviously from America. I'm not in the least a little bit Polish. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start with a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, um, we offer you this day um, all of our um, sacrifices, all of our sufferings, all of our joys. We offer them up to you. Um, we uh, rejoice and give you thanks for the gift of this day, and um, may we um, offer it to you as a pleasing sacrifice through Christ our Lord. Amen. amen. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. amen. So, Sister, we are talking about you grew up in secular um, Oregon near Portland, and uh, but in a very good Catholic family um, where you were um, you know, raised in the Scripture, raised in the faith, brought um, to daily Mass, and... We were at a point where, um, you know, you had started on your own even going to daily Mass. I also was working, volunteering a lot with some Franciscan sisters in the Beaverton area, the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows, and they had a girls' club and ran a retreat ministry. So as part of the girls' club, I would go there and spend days and nights um, praying with them and then serving meals for their retreats. So that was really cool because I got away from my family sometimes as a teenager. You need to do that. Um, but also they taught me how to pray the liturgy of the hours. And since that is like so scripturally based, I fell in love with it. Um, and they gave me over time, they gave me my own copy of the breviary of the book so I could pray it on my own. So I was hanging around sisters a lot. Um, and definitely the question crossed my mind of, whether I should be called to be a sister. And people would always ask me, oh, are you a postulant? Oh, are you going to be a sister? But I didn't really feel called to be a sister. And so I told them, you know, if God wants, maybe someday. Um, and all the time as I was deciding where to go to college, like what to study, what career to pursue, I was always asking God, you know, what, what do you want me to do? And I really did not receive very clear answers. A lot of the time it seemed like God was just saying, just wait, just wait, you'll see. And that's like, well, that's not helpful, God, when I have to decide like what to do after senior year, you know? <laughs> so I ended up going to a four-year university and studying philosophy and theology because I'm really interested in people and what makes them tick. And I thought, you know, psychology is like one insight into that, sociology, but like what really drives people is what they believe about the world and about God. So if I study philosophy and theology, I'll really have insight into people. And while I was at this university, I did summer service programs. I worked one summer with missionary sisters. Um, so Mother Teresa's sister, missionaries of charity. And then I also spent a summer working with little sisters of the poor. And so everywhere I went, I just loved working with sisters and you would think that you would start to see a pattern that maybe I was called to be a sister, but I still didn't feel a call to be a sister. I loved working with sisters. I could pray with sisters, found they had the best senses of humor, but I didn't feel a, a vocation. And so after college, 
Um, I did a master's program where I was living in Catholic community, teaching in a Catholic school and getting my master's and teaching to my license. And that was a two-year program. And it was crazy and it was wonderful. And at the end of it, as I was finishing my master's, I was thinking, where should I go and what should I do next? You know, I could stay here and I could teach. Or I could, this was in Tennessee, so it's far away from my family in Oregon. So I could go back, move back to Oregon, be close to family again after six years, really, of living away. I could go teach anywhere in the world, pretty much. And I had this strong sense of become a Dominican sister. And you would think I would be really open to that, but my reaction was no way, <laughs> no way, for a lot of reasons. And I think this is where my story come, becomes like a litany of fears, like all these fears came to mind. And one of the biggest ones was everyone is gonna think I knew it, I knew it. And I didn't want to like fulfill that stereotype. So, like that's really even hard and hard for me to admit like now. <laughs> but I also felt like um, all this time I've said I'm open to God's will. So if right now I kind of slam the door in his face, like that would be really hypocritical. So I got to at least consider the possibility that I'm called to be a Dominican sister, you know? So I went and visited a Dominican community and I fell in love. And I'm not a visual person, but like I could visualize myself being there. And but I like backpedaled, like, no God, not now. Give me like one year to say goodbye to my family and kind of get myself like ready, you know, to say goodbye for a long time. And the irony is when you make a bargain with God, <laughs> He not only kept it, he gave me three years. So um, after six months, when I visited that community again, and I was like, okay, I'm about ready to like start telling people that I'm discerning a vocation. Um, I'm start ready to like admit this to myself. That community told me that they didn't, I'm sorry, this was a year later, that they didn't see me as a fit for that community which was, it was like shocking to some people to think like, what, a, you know, a community can say no. Um, but I explain it as like when you're dating a guy, you know, you can't be like, yes, you are going to be my husband. <laughs> and when he's like, I don't really see a future for us, right? Like if the community doesn't see a future for you in that community, that can't be where God is calling you to live out your vocation, right? Because the community is really important part of the vocation to which God calls you if he's calling you to a communal life. So that was really hard. And the hardest thing too was that that community couldn't really explain why they didn't think I was a fit. They just had this sense and they couldn't explain it. So it was very frustrating uh, for me to discern, like, what do you want from me, God? So I kind of took some time off, you know, kind of like you take time off from like dating a person um, and prayed about it a lot. And again, it was just like so many hours of adoration where God was just being silent. He would say, I love you, but wait, you know. And after some months, I started to visit communities again. Uh, I had already visited several other communities, you know, and I had worked with other communities. So I knew like what was important to me in a community was like a strong commu communal life, a strong prayer life, 
Um, and, but the communities I visited, none of them seemed like to click, right? And they didn't seem like a perfect place. Um, and I also started to like question, well, is it really like Dominican? Am I really supposed to be a Dominican? Like, am I just kind of imagining that part of the vocation? Uh, because I met a wonderful Carmelite community, you know, I could kind of see myself there. And just this whole process, it wasn't straightforward, you know, it wasn't easy. And then I visited, as I continued to visit, and the Franciscan sisters who I knew as a teenager, they were always so supportive, so encouraging. Uh, they knew that I wasn't, I didn't feel called to join them, but all along they supported me by like giving me uh, a little Dominican sister ornament for Christmas mm. or like a directory of religious congregations. And it was either through that directory or online that I found our community, the Dominican Sisters of the Immaculate Conception Province, and arranged for a visit. And um, when I visited, I thought, well, I'm like not Polish <laughs> at all. <laughs> but like that wasn't so important as what I did see in the community, the things that were really important to me. Uh, like I said, a strong community life, strong prayer life. And then also a good mixture of older sisters who have wise experience, you know, to learn from, and younger sisters too. And it wasn't like an automatic, like, oh, this is, this is the right place for me. But I remember praying, God, like I've been praying for so long for you to give me clarity about like what I'm supposed to do. But I've heard that if you're praying for something and God isn't giving it, maybe you're not asking for the right thing, you know? So, well, God, okay. I guess you don't usually give like clarity to everyone. Like you don't spell out for us our futures <laughs> so we can see like the next five steps that we need to take. So instead of clarity, just give me certainty in what you want me to do. And then, I don't know, maybe it was a day or two later, I was still visiting the community. And I was thinking like, is this one for me? Like, should I ask to apply here? Should I go home and continue looking elsewhere? And I remember my spiritual director at the time, he was <laughs> very good advice. He said like, you can't always sit on the fence, you know? And you can't be perpetually discerning your vocation. So I definitely didn't want to be that person who like just walked away from a possibility and like was always looking for the next best thing. And so when I asked Jesus in front of the Blessed Sacrament, like, should I apply here? I felt that certainty, which was a huge gift. Like I hadn't expected it, but I just felt the certainty, not certainty that this was the, vo the vocation or the congregation for me, but certainty that I should ask to apply, that I could just take it one step at a time. Thank you so much, sister. Yeah. Um, you've been listening to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today is Sister Felicity from the um, uh, Dominican Sisters of the Immaculate Conception Province and Sister Teaches at uh, Bishop Hartley High School. Um, again, thank you so much, and until next time, peace and all good. <laughs>